0: Welcome to our show, Queer Nundrum. I'm Holly sexyless Fox Greystone, your lovely host, and this is, please introduce yourself, beautiful.
1: Hi, I'm the amazingly fabulous mm-hmm. Gary M. Thorne Jr., and we are the hosts of Queer Nundrum.
2: Woo-woo,
0: yes, we are, baby. Whee! Loving it welcome to our show hey uh we're just gonna roll right into it because we have so much to get through today um just starting off you know with me because you know it's all about me
1: (laughs) it usually is but you know i've learned to live with it you
0: know no no
1: no i feel sorry for you desiree just saying
0: um... (laughs) no don't give her that she's good she's she's good Um, Well, she's amazing. Right? I am very lucky to to have her in my life and and as my wife, too. So I'm very blessed. Um, I'm
1: blessed, too, Dean. Yeah, I know. I love you, too. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. On the
0: the topic of of being blessed, I I had two interviews, back-to-back interviews, and they were (laughs) amazing. Yes. It felt really good through... The entire process really felt connected to um, the organization and the people and the mission and i've never had an interview go so well so smoothly Uh, i've had good interviews for sure but this was like next level like the way i felt and the way the conversations went it was next level it was really good i just received a conversation today where they're ready to take it to the final final stage, basically the final countdown. Da, 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 da. So I had to, um, I had to let my current employer know because it is a, it's a public process because the position is with a, um, a community leader, uh, organization. It's a nonprofit organization. And basically they're going to do a call out to the entire community to come for a Q and a session as part of my interview process. Uh, it's a full day of interviews. So I'll travel around the community and do interviews. So it's, it's a little different from my previous interview experiences. So I, I look forward to to that. I look forward to the experience. I look forward to engaging with the community and I, I look forward to what those potentials is for that. And uh, that's what was, that's what's kind of, we are recording just a little bit late tonight because I was in conversation with uh, some of the the community members and just kind of getting the details of the schedule finalized for that interview. Um, yeah, just I'm just riding that that career high right now and just feeling really good about where where I'm going and what those next steps look like. So that's that's what's been going on in the in the career realm of things. Uh, on personal note, my dogs are assholes. They they. They, they have the sit wait command down when it's convenient for them and when it's not, they end up dragging my lunch bag to, like, attached because it attaches to their leash or somehow they end up taking this entire bag out of my hand and running through my office and hooking around my office chairs and then dragging the office chairs around the office until they get wedged underneath my desk and pin the dogs, which are fine. They're on the other side of the desk, but they're terrified because now the desk is moving because they got these chairs wedged underneath my desk and they're trying to get away. And so I'm trying not to laugh because it's very comical and I'm having to like remind myself that they're terrified. I think it's funny, but they're terrified and they're puppies. So, and I have a video of it, which is kind of funny too, because we have a security camera in the room. And so you just see this like mad crashing sound and you just hear me like, easy, easy, you're okay. Like keeping my voice low, I'm walking to them cautiously and I'm like, you're fine, it's gonna be okay. And I'm holding them as I unleash them and because I don't want them to just run away, I hold on to their collars as I undo the leash and undo the chairs and undo my lunch bag, which my lunch survived um i undo everything and just show them like everything's okay so i let them sniff everything and then i let them go it's like oh my gosh that was that was at least five minutes of energy we didn't need to go with If we just had sat and waited like we've trained they were like fuck it the door's all bad, woohoo and they just took off running don't know what they saw but it was quite comical so that was that's been my week so far since the last time we chatted so i'm curious though what's going on with you what's, what's up with your life man
1: well, I'm sort of on the other end of the whole job spectrum. I've mm-hmm. decided, with all the all the shit going on um, about the about where I work, the contract ending, I was offered a job with staying where I'm at, and I uh-huh. said, "Fuck it, I'm going to do it." So I finally actually oh. made that choice. Um, so I'm staying there. Um, I looked at several other job opportunities one of them looked pretty promising and all i heard from everybody I talked to was how bad it has gotten there i mean truly that's what they all said so i decided in the end that that wasn't for me and dean and i realized we've only shit. we've been here th- almost three months so yeah
0: not very long
1: So we decided, you know, fuck at this point. We're just going to stick around for, you know, we have to stick around for a year to see what's going on at this point. And I really, I enjoy the job here and it's a good quality of life. It gives me time to do this, the podcast, which I love doing. So um, that was, it was a, that was a huge decision for, for me. And I, I had a day of quite some anxiety where actually Holly, when I was texting you to let you know what was going on, um, because I always know Holly is my, you know, I, I make sure she knows what's going on with my entire life. Just so you know, Yeah. So, um, but I was having some bad anxiety that day when I finally decided that I wasn't going to go for the job that we talked about. Mm-hmm. It was um, a lot of anxiety going on. I realized I have to let this go, and just I need to go go with this and actually have a good quality life, which means I don't get to see you or Desiree as much or my other friends there, you know, mm-hmm. Tracy and stuff, but. Well, no one sun. sees tracy
0: right now Fitz got I a new know, home but... up in cabo living her well, best life
1: down in cabo oh,
0: you down, down depends in cabo, on, but... you know what it depends on how you look at the world it is round so it could be up if you go the o- other direction
1: you're you're true i'm sorry i wasn't Thank thinking you. i was wrong <laughs> mm. oh god you were that... thinking
0: you were wrong
1: <laughs> oh god that just so for a minute there, I was a Republican, so. Uh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll
0: forgive you this one yeah. moment.
1: <laughs> but I, uh, yeah, so we, um, and that's sort of where my life has been this last week, that dealing with that. And um, I even, I had to send Holly a text saying, sorry, I was in the middle, like three days ago, getting our outline ready. And then work just went crazy, batshit crazy, and all in good ways, but I had to get all this stuff done and, so I just get putting off, and so today, I'll And of course, like always, at the last minute, I'm getting outline ready at the last possible minute to send it to her. So it was great. So that true. was so much fun. But you know, that's that's the way it goes. So um, I, I was gonna uh, get into talking. If you're okay, Holly. Yeah, let's oh, really, it. actually, this is a God. We're, we're we're having a moment where, as I'm looking at it, I realize how last minute it was. Holly, I forgot to give, I forgot to give you your moment in queer news. Did you need a moment in queer news today, or are you? No, saying, it's, no you know okay. what,
0: Gary, Gary, it's not in the outline.
1: I know it's not outline, <laughs> and I'm feeling, I'm feeling bad.
0: And I'll and I'm so, gonna let you sit with that as we jump into today's topic.
1: Well, you know, so my sitting with it is, well, fuck you, then we're moving on. So <laughs> okay. but yeah, no, today's topic is really, really gets down to, we have over the last, what, this isn't our second season, have talked yeah. about friends several times, and- yes. And we decided this is kind of one where we're gonna go over some of the episodes and talk if it's positive queer or if it's negative queer. Um, And so for those of you who don't know, friends, and if you don't know, I'm sorry you've been in a coma for the last 30 years now, but-
0: um, It is possible. Do not rule it
1: out. It's true that there is always possibility that they've been in a coma for 30 years and they woke up today, right before this, and to listen. In to our which podcast.
0: case, I am sincerely sorry yeah. we have allowed the world to be a little more fucked up. A more fucked but up. But I'm
1: also thrilled that one of the first things you did is listen to our podcast. In which That's case, awesome!
0: I high five you from long distance. Thank yeah. you.
1: Yeah, I know. So awesome, awesome, awesome. Good taste. Good taste. Good taste.
2: Mm.
1: Um, so. But so, so, what Friends is about is uh, it's about six New York friends in their twenties when the show first starts, and basically how they are their own family. Because when you're in your twenties, you become really the people who are your friends are your family at that point. You you try not to live with your parents anymore. You you usually don't yet have the whole wife and kids, husband and kids yet, so these, these are your friends. So this is where the whole premise of the show, they're living in huge apartments in New York for no money, there's no way to hell they'd be doing this, but you know, you sort of, you go with it. Um, so what we're talking about here, the main, where the springboard is coming from is that we find out almost immediately that one of the friends, Ross, in the first episode, the very first scene, we find out that he is getting a divorce from his wife who has come out as a lesbian and she has already found somebody that she is now living with already. So um, that's kind of where this goes. And it gotta start thinking because throughout this throughout the seasons, they do have gay references. Mm-hmm. Most of them I'm gonna say rewatching certain episodes aren't the gay friendliest, mm-hmm. queer friendliest episodes I've ever heard. <laughs> But we'll get to that. So what we're going to do is go down um, a list of them, and as we go through, we might mention other ones with certain episodes just to to talk a little bit about those. But um, are you ready? Are are you ready I, for us to start going down the yeah, list? Yeah, I or am.
0: I had I oh. I actually had my own synopsis so I wanted to add to that. If that's all, if that's okay.
1: No, because no, because
0: in your notes here you asked. Do, is friends queer phobic or queer friendly? And I answered the yeah. question.
1: You want the answer? Oh, yeah, no, I was starting of more till the end, but yeah, tell me the answer now. Well, listen, we'll, we'll... when you
0: give me an outline, I can go in chronological order.
1: Yeah, no problem. I'm just saying.
0: I can, I'm willing to do a break. okay, going into it. All right. So whether or not friends is queer phobic or queer friendly, answer. Queer phobic is actually, I would say, more queer scared. Um, you can actually go on to youtube you can find a 55 minute video of clips from the 10 10 seasons of friends of queer episodes mostly queerphobic scenes put together 55 minutes that's quite a bit if you think about it so from 10 seasons we have we go from chandler's aversion to his transgender parents which we will talk about in a little bit all the way down to where Ross is insistent that his male nanny must be gay. And we'll dissect that just a little bit. Um, Friends, overall, it it didn't just create like a hangout comedy. It redefined the template for sitcoms and what they would look like. It became a a inspirational and situational uh, show that a lot of people can identify with to some extent, especially if you're in that age group. And I, the, the thing for me, and maybe I'll save this actually for the end. The thing for me, Friends, friends falls into a category. And, I, and I'll follow up with that at the end as we kind of dissect this season a little bit, starting with season one, episode two, which Gary will will take us into. Um, but yeah, I have, some, I have some final thoughts on, on where the, the show overall sits with me. And I'd like to hear your, your thoughts. And if you're listening today... Or anytime within the next couple of weeks, please you know connect with us on social media. I we'll would love to hear your thoughts on the show, our show, but also the friends and our uh, conversation about the the queer topics they failed to address. Uh, go ahead, get us in there.
1: Yeah, no problem. So, um, the very so you do like I said, the first pilot episode, the very first scene you learn about about Ross's almost ex-wife at this point. Right. In the next episode, um, you, and they, you know, we, I, I love the titles. They make it really easy to find. It's called The One with the Sonogram. Mm-hmm. You find out that Ross's now ex-wife is pregnant with their child, but she is going to raise it with her new lesbian lover, who okay. And I use that term because that's how they really, I mean, I, I, my mind went blank what her name is right now, but Susan, they, um, Susan thank you. They, uh, but lesbian lover is said quite a bit in, in the show. And, and honestly, I don't think it's in a bad way. I, they just use that a lot. And you have to give Ross credit that I think anybody, you know, looking as a character standpoint, at least in the first couple seasons, he handles this better than he does as the seasons go on, quite frankly, which is weird. He, you know, it's, he deals more with a true human. He has his moments of being pissy, but he still loves, he loves his ex-wife now and wants to respect who she is, and later on doesn't happen. But so in this first episode, she, um, they have to decide how they're going to raise this child with Mm -hmm. between the three of them. He is rightfully upset that he finds out that Carol and Susan want to raise a child basically with a little of his input, but not even his, his name um, attached to the, to the child. Um, he's quite rightfully, I believe, and you can uh, tell me different if you feel that way, Holly, mm-hmm. upset that they've decided on the names they want for this child without consulting him.
0: I agree. Um, I agree so that I think the father should, I mean it if the father's willing to be in the picture. Yeah. And it seemed to me that there was a willingness. If there's a willingness for the father to be in the picture in any capacity, it sh- the the conversation should should still be had. Now, whether or not the last name should be taken, I that one is, um, is a little that's
1: bit a, that's set. Well, not really now. That's so a I mean a um <laughs> um archaic.
0: It, I mean, it it is. It's, a, it's a
1: it's
0: a it really is about the whole taking of the husband's last name is yeah. about property women were treated as property for many many years actually up until like 75 years and even then 75 years ago and even then it still is prevalent in some <laughs> cultures around the world and even some communities here in the united states where oh the woman is seen not heard And the idea was, is that your last name as a woman, it changed from your family's name to the man's name because now you're a property of the man, like that ideology, which if you go down to a mitochondrial perspective, it's not true. DNA follows the mitochondria. Oh, yeah. And so
1: so if you look at it over the last almost 30 years for this particular episode, we've actually come a long way that really anymore. People, half the time, women don't even get their names changed when they get married. I made mean my own. I've, yeah. And people do that. So that, like, it's cool to see that's fallen by the wayside. But we also have to remember, Holly, that this episode, when it, when it premiered, was pretty groundbreaking. Sure. We're, we're dealing with a time period. I, we're
0: um, we're going to be running into that in any shows in this period yeah. of time. Because there was definitely an ideology that was prevalent, especially in Hollywood where certain I, certain viewpoints were were like oh that, that that's standard yeah the man makes money the woman stays at home barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen ideology
1: and we're also dealing with the fact that the aids epidemic was still pretty prevalent yeah. at we this point had, yeah. um that they had uh that we're dealing with very conservative viewpoints we had the gotten coming the point- out of the
0: scarlet scare or not the scarlet scare the lavender scare no.
1: Lavender scare was a little bit earlier than that. We had Yeah, that about really... 20 years. Yeah, so it's still um we had we actually had a, a buffer in there. The 70s overall the entertainment had started coming back and then 80s, AIDS took over and put everything yeah. back into the everybody was scared to yeah. To let, uh, we had the we had the Jerry Fowles of the world who decided this was a great thing to to get people basically to pay attention to them and give them money. To show how we don't want the gays near their kids Mm -hmm. but so anyway this episode really i think shows true some actual some true human feelings i think Mm -hmm. you get to see in a funny way but i think this episode you get to see ross and his and his ex-wife you get to see them being layered people and trying to to tiptoe around issues that none of them thought they'd ever have to deal with so this right. episode impressed me. Yes. Um, and really for that first season, that's I mean, there are other little things here and there, but that's a, that's an episode that really um, Yeah, stands out a little bit. We then have also in episode eight, it's officially titled the one where Nana dies twice.
0: Isn't that in season two?
1: It's actually no, it's season one. You didn't look at the update outline I sent because I got put into the wrong. It's got put wrong into the wrong Uh season. Uh So, so it's it's season one, episode eight. Um, It's the one where Nana dies twice. The reason we're talking about this one is more because it's the first time that it's brought out that somebody, one of the one of Chandler's office mates, thinks he's gay because tries to set him Mm -hmm. up with another man. Um, And and I'm sure everybody in all of history now knows the fact that Chandler was originally written as gay because the creators of the show had gay friends and they wanted to make one of the characters gay. It was decided and you never really get from anybody if it was the higher ups who said no or if they decided it wasn't gonna work, I don't know. But it was decided in the end not to make Chandler gay. But from the first couple episodes, you see a vibe, you know, you, you, Mm -hmm. I remember when I first watched the show, I thought he was gonna turn out to be gay. Um, You see this going on and do they even then talk about in this episode that everybody assumed when they first met him that he was gay. They make comments about you had a vibe. You had something about you. Mm-hmm. all these things are said and that's really all this is to show them show that they got rid of having a gay character and decide to go with three straight males three straight females for the rest of the run of the show all white uh-huh. so um in a in the town of you know that little small town of new york city in manhattan this is mm-hmm. what they went with but you know hey <laughs> that, this is that time period is what they did so then we move into season two I'm sorry, did you have anything more to say on that? No, no, you covered it well, yeah, season two. So, season two. Really, I want to talk about the episode four, the one with Phoebe's husband, Mm -hmm. who, um, he comes from Canada. It's played by uh, Steve Zahn. Um, I personally know him from the series Treme. Amazing character actors and a lot of things all over the place. Uh, But he is... uh, known as he's uh he's supposed to be gay supposed to be
0: right uh, he marries phoebe under the false pretenses yeah. of
1: yeah. no Now, if you remember well the episode, okay
0: all right yeah. yes yeah. i do i and i have some thoughts yeah. on that about the, well, the parody know, the there
1: oh no and so what they do and i i decided i wasn't going to be offended by it i decided i'm watching it what they say no, is I don't he, think you he, should be
0: offended by it. I think that I think the way the writers approached it, they they approached a real world problem through a comedic way, which
1: so for those of you, you don't know what they did. Come, yeah, go ahead. What they what they did is they had um, he comes out as straight in the middle of this uh, episode because he actually needs to get a divorce from Phoebe, who got married to him so that he could get his green card to Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's actually realized he is straight and has fallen in love with a woman and wants to get married.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and it really and does parody well with the struggle that people have with their identity. And and we don't, straight people haven't, they don't have that struggle. It's just assumed, oh, everybody is straight and this is your heteronormative and da da and, and so they have this person visibly struggle with their identity as a straight person and to talk about their family. And to talk about, well, in college, you know, when I was drunk, I, I did sleep with like one or two women, but I just, it was the, I just told myself it was the alcohol and that it was just, it was just this thing. And it's not, there's nothing to it. And it turns out that I'm born this way. I'm born straight. This is just who yeah. I am as a, as a person. And it's like,
1: and he hasn't told his parents yet. And he, he goes, they'll be cool with it my brother's straight. I love that line. So right? um, what I do love about this episode about me on all that stuff is that obviously, I mean, I take it. The fact that that means he slept with men, mm-hmm. you know? So that's, I love the fact that it's just assumed then that he has slept with men, you know? So not only has he, he's tried this out, and realized as he's straight, my feeling is probably bisexual because if he's gone, we're assuming, we're assuming at this point, so they've been married six years. So there had to have been like, I'm gonna guess there was probably a tenure in there where he thought he was then, that he was that he was gay. So
2: mm-hmm.
1: I appreciate that. Um, then uh, we then, was there anything else? So I'm trying to, again, folks, I'm oh, yeah. going too fast. I'm sorry, but I wanted to move on to episode 11. Yes, which is sure. the one with the lesbian wedding, which I personally think for gay themed episodes is the best that Friends did by far. I, I And you tell me your thoughts before I go off anymore.
2: So. Uh,
0: no, I think it's, I think this is, we go from a a moment in the episode where Ross is just upset, doesn't even want to be a part of the process. And then Carol, the, the soon-to-be wife of his ex-wife uh, is ready to call off the wedding because her own parents won't show up and we see this we see this this we see this kind of turnaround moment for Ross where he's like you know if I was going to marry you I agree I would also I would be yes I'd be upset about my mom but I remember about, excuse me about my family but I would I'm marrying you for you not for your family and I, I
1: have yeah, to kind of interject I, I love what he says at this point. He goes, I, I, I can't yeah, I'm paraphrasing. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I agree with Susan.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Because exactly. Susan goes, fuck them all. You know, we're going to get married, you know? And so.
0: Exactly. And, 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 it's, and it's, a, it's a beautiful moment. We do see later on uh, that Ross does substitute for Carol's parents and gives her away to his ex-wife. You know, he stands up and he he's he's like, I'm. You know, he stands up for for that relationship in a way that the ep- the way the episode started, you weren't sure exactly what was going to happen, but he ends up standing up and, and being there and uh, at the reception and supporting that relationship.
1: I think it's and I like this. I like how they handle this whole thing. I like that it shows that. I, I I like that it shows that he still loves her and he wants to. You, you can just, this is one of the times you actually get to see Dave Schwimmer be an actor. You see mm-hmm. in this bit, you see him still loving her, but wanting her to be happy. Uh, you get to see, uh, you get to see then Carol. I, I love, it's amazing how you don't get to see more of this actress, Jane Sibbett. do things. I think she does a great job with this small in the end. She's only in this, like what, 18 episodes over 10 seasons. Mm um you get to see her show that she is still that she does care for him there's a wonderful moment where she tells him thank you and then later you get to see carol when they when carol gets i love the scene where carol goes and asks him to dance and she says she'll let him lead i love that because you the way she reads it it's so that could have been read very offensive
0: i thought it was susan i thought he danced with his ex-wife
1: no, uh, no, he no, he danced with uh, Carol is the ex-wife. Susan is the
0: oh, yeah, okay, sorry, ex- yep. yeah.
1: So da- no, so he danced with with the no, he danced with the, the 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 lesbian lover, the wife, and so um, and I love that she says, and she reads does such a beautiful line reading of it as "I will let you lead," and the way she says it. It's just so beautifully said. The only the only part of this episode I have a real problem with is the part where Chandler does his penis shminus line. We're all human. I I don't think that was needed when he wants to ask the woman to dance, but he's sure that she's a lesbian, and he says the line, "Penis shminus. We're you know we're all human," and she walks away by all rights because that was just, atrocious line
0: yeah huh i don't remember that i do remember like joey's joke about feeling like he's superman with his cape but he can't fly because he's in a room full of lesbians and he he just doesn't have that power to get his you know um and that phoebe phoebe does get asked out for a date by a woman
1: well i like with that part because they they tie up the other storyline in that part of it, so where they they have um, um, the whole bit of where in the other the other uh, B storyline is Phoebe's uh, doing a massage of this old lady, and the old lady dies, and her spirit goes into Phoebe and will and is not leaving. And she finds out that the she finds out from the the lady's husband that they only get to because She was not oh, sorry. She's not leaving. And they and she can't figure out why and she finds out from the husband he goes well she wanted to see everything and so um, so she tries going everywhere with her
2: mm-hmm. and
1: those, so finally they're at the wedding and in the old lady's voice uh, Phoebe Phoebe says now I've seen everything mm-hmm. and then Phoebe then Phoebe says oh, she's gone you know so and her name is Rose, and she then talks to Chandler about missing Rose, and how she had become such a part of her life, and basically a woman hits on her, which is, I thought it was a very sweet bit, and
2: mm-hmm.
1: and Phoebe's going, okay, cool, you know, not, yeah. not understanding what's going on, I, I love it, you know, so it's great. <laughs> or the fact that uh, Rachel's mom in it gets, she's, you know, I love that she goes, she, she got, uh, um, she danced with a with a very large woman and that i'm not really interested but it's just nice to know i have options and so i love all this they, they do some really they have some funny moments but i think they really mm-hmm. do it in a very nice sweet way yep okay oh yep n- nothing more to add on that one uh no no I
0: think not yet? It. okay next so then season three
1: yeah go to season three um the uh, the episode that we're going to talk about is uh is episode four the title of it is the one with the metaphorical tone but really what it is is it's the what what we wanted we both mentioned this one Mm -hmm. is that ross is pissed that his son wants to play with a barbie (laughs) and so i watched Uh. this i watched most of these episodes again today is what i so um
0: Oh, well, it's nice to have such free time to just rewatch.
1: <laughs> well, and also keep in mind, I like it, whatever, if it was a B or the A plot, I skipped the other plot. You know, I just watched, you know, watched those parts of it. So, um, and here, by the way, I've been getting up, a, I got up at four in the morning to make this happen. So let's keep this in mind.
0: Okay, okay <laughs> so, keeping it uh, in mind. All
1: right. So, but Ross basically has and almost a mental breakdown because his son wants to play with, a, that has picked out at the store a yes. Barbie and his son is that is like two, not even two years old at this point. And he's tweaking out because his son wants to play with a Barbie. Right. He does everything in his power throughout this episode to get him to play with G.I. Joe. Or so it starts off with a dinosaur, a, a big... A, Um, a a big car all these things to get him to play with anything other than this Barbie he literally shows how cool G.I. Joe is by at one point running away from G.I. Joe as G.I. Joe starts shooting him and he falls slowly to his death this is better to him than his son playing with a Barbie and the sad part about it is by the end of the episode, they show that his son has picked G.I. Joe because, of course, his dad wants him playing with that. So, of course, he's going to fucking do that. So, this is to me the first time that Ross went from what I thought overall the first couple of seasons was a fairly multi layered character to this episode where I was very disappointed. And I think it went yeah. against his character.
0: I think so too. I think something happened with those writers. They did, like, they made some choices here. That I don't agree with with the original what felt like the original character plot for for Ross. <clears throat> um, I do appreciate that Carol and Susan confront him, and they're very rightly pissed off that they are that they are sh- basically shaming their son for playing with dolls. And then Monica, the sister, Ross's sister, is like, "You used to dress up as a woman and and do tea, and host tea parties." and well,
1: and also rachel too
0: yeah and, and yeah exactly and so you know that we we put so much pressure on our children and, and i think men societally are pressured to do it more so than women uh, i don't know if that's true but i it feels like that's true and i think i think that ross really does fall into that male stereotype of toxic masculinity it's oh I can't have my son playing with a doll like what is that that means I have I have a gay son and I've done something wrong and my sperm is gay and this is a reflection of who I am and just really make it more about themselves and really rather you know rather than focus on you know their child's development and I am I'm bummed too when I see them playing with the GI Joe it's it's it tells our it tells the community who's watching it like yeah you just have to you have to persevere you're going to get your way and you're your straight son's going to play with a a toy of your choice kind of attitude. And I I didn't really appreciate it either. Uh, But I do appreciate the, the talent of the actors that play Carol and Susan, because they really could have just picked any woman to play those roles. And they picked very talented actresses. They were smartly dressed. They're not too butch. They're very, you know, kind of closer to the style of the rest of the other characters on the show. So you kind of have this this soft approach to this world that's not heteronormative and they're saying hey you know this is this is all our child we all share the responsibility of raising this child and you're shaming him for playing with a doll and we have some issues with that and we're going to have that conversation so i appreciate appreciate that but i also agree with you too um that they that the writers took some some turns there with ross's character going forward from that season
1: Well, and I kind of feel that, I I do want to backtrack for a second talking about the uh, Susan and Carol. Mm -hmm. I do appreciate, like you said, the fact that they are, you know, they're they're not butch, they're not, they're not lipstick lesbian, they're just, they're just normal people. Yeah. When you first, when they first introduced with Carol, um, you get the, wait which one I've lost, which one, the Ross's ex-wife, Carol. you get, Carol, I got my mind that you, you understand that they had all been friends together that, that cause in the first episode of friends, Rachel comes in, she hadn't been around for a while and very much to get the impression before Rachel was there, Carol was, was the sixth person. Um, so you, you see how easily she could fit in. And then Susan could fit into this whole thing too, really well. I do appreciate all of that. Um, they could have to me easily done this episode better i would have accepted it more like maybe coming from ross's father who was just another generation Mm -hmm. and who they hadn't at that point set up anything on him he could have he could have been the one to come in and all they would have needed was one 30 second scene where he was trying to give us ross don't let him know don't make him let me make him you know this funny gay guy you need to you know something that could set up i would have accepted it better at that point you know so that that's yeah. all they would have had to do was that i still don't like the episode it, even when i first saw that when, when i when i because i saw these when they first came out sure i did not like the episode even back then and it was um it, it i thought it was very wrong um but he is i i love the fact these he does the writers make sure he gets to come up with that showing, showing him when he's a little, when he's a little kid, dressing up as a lady drinking tea. But it also that, making fun of him, I didn't like that either, but that's a whole other, that's a whole other one we get off into. Um, if we want to move forward, and then we, yeah. uh, we have, then um, there literally nothing, and nothing in episode, f- at season five that really fits into what we're talking about. Um, season six had one really good episode about it and that was the one called the one that could have been it's the ultimate reality right it's also the last time you see carol you hadn't um you hadn't seen susan for a couple episodes before that the last time you saw susan was the no barbie episode actually um so then you don't see this is the last episode of season six and the show goes on through season 10 and this is the last time you get that perspective at all, so you lose these two fairly well-rounded characters, which is really sad. Um, but in this in this episode, it was one of those episodes. Of what could have been, and it still shows that that in the end, Carol still ends up wanting to be with Susan. It shows in the end, it all still happens just in different ways. It ends up Monica and Chandler end up together. Uh, rachel and ross you see that they have a connection so there's it all just it it just shows that no matter what these certain things were going to happen i did appreciate that it still shows that look carol's carol's queer it's not changing um i did appreciate that part of it and for a brief moment ross became more multi-layered again Mm -hmm. i appreciated that it showed him knowing he's in a loveless marriage knowing trying to figure out ways to desperately spice it up and it's nothing's working so i did appreciate that what was your feelings on this episode
0: um i realized uh, i really don't have i guess i just don't have a lot i mean it's an alternate reality yeah you know it's you know ross is getting coffee with you know with 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 rachel and
1: He's just, getting beer with because remember it's, a, it's oh not right a, it, sorry
0: sorry sorry beer and you know they I don't know it's just I I, I like this. yeah there's just you know Rachel finally guesses that Carol is 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 in fact gay and then Ross realizes that she must be right and the two realize that neither of their marriages happened to work out for different reasons um, and they kind of commiserate over that um, I I kind of thought that particular piece when i remember the first time i watched it i was like oh you know does it it doesn't really matter how that re- those relationships come to an end it's still it's a chapter in someone's life whether it was someone realized their identity as a as an individual who's gay and thought they were straight or for whatever reason that might have played out um and then in the other case in rachel's case uh, her husband just didn't love her you know it's just yeah. You know, he had these parodies and relationships and, and the chap, you know, these these chapter ending moments, uh, and they kind of commiserate over that. I thought that was kind of sweet where you could see for the lay person that thinks, oh, well, being being gay is somehow other and it really is just a different form of a relationship. You may not understand. But the yeah. fact is is that it's a relationship and it has a begin and a beginning, a middle, and an end. Uh, and I felt like this kind of reflected that a little bit, at least for me.
1: I get, and I get that. Um, yeah. It was again. It's says what if. So they can do whatever they want. To. Yeah, what if? Yeah, I think you they can get
0: away with the lie.
1: Yeah. Whatever. I I appreciated they kept it. You know, they kept it within realm of reality in a what if. I appreciated that. But that's um, kind of it on that episode. Other than that, that big thing is that that basically one of the people is, who should be a fairly big part of Ross's life because he's got. A young kid with her, you never see her again for the rest of the for the rest of the series. And it's not like this actress went off and got a role in another TV series. She so she's maintained a character after life, so she could have easily come back in So that does bother me. Um, season seven, we really don't have much until the very end. We have episode 20, which is the one with Rachel's big kiss. And big I wanted kiss. to make sure. To, I want to try to get in um, some of the, you know, more with the with the women because we're so focusing on on Ross and Chandler mm-hmm. in particular. But um, this one, okay. So I'm 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 going to put mine out there first, and I really want your opinion on this one because okay coming um, coming from a, listening to it as a man, um, I did find parts of it funny. Um, I did not like how they made Winona's character the butt of the joke. That bothered me. Um, that you find out as she's, you know, that, you know, that um, that I, those, you know, through the entire episode, Rachel's having to tell everybody that no, she really did at one point kiss this this friend of hers in her sorority in college. Right, and.
0: Who, who, up until the very end, denies it ever happened.
1: And yeah, and denies that. And, and she needs people to believe that this happened because the one she's very straight-laced. And it's the one kind of cool thing she's ever done. This is the entire reason she wants this. known. She finally gets her friend to admit that this happened. And her friend comes out, Oh, I, I, I knew it meant more to you than what you said at the time oh, Rachel, I love you, and then you see where Rachel's, oh, wait, whoa, 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 I know as you're taking this all wrong. right? And I feel sorry for Wynona's character because then you see her just, oh, okay. I was just kidding anyway. And watching this, even back then, watching it again just today, it just, it hurt me inside.
0: Yeah, and that- I think it's important to realize that that does happen. People do have yeah. these these moments and they think are cool and edgy and they make, they feel culturally rounded because they had these experiences and they can't be something without some sort of experience and say, Oh, well, I, I did things in college. I was, I did, I did crazy things. I jumped off this thing. I, I ran through that thing and I egged that thing. I slept with this person and I was, I was super cool. And, and the fact that Phoebe is the character kind of egging it on in a way saying like no you're just as like vanilla as it comes. Yeah. And and then Rachel feeling that pressure to prove otherwise wrong like no 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 I honestly I had this moment and is so wrapped up with her own image that she's completely oblivious to the fact that the reason this woman doesn't remember is because she's she blocked it or moved on or whatever because she doesn't she she just figured she's straight like that's not it as a woman who is married to a woman there are friends of mine that i've over the years i have found attractive and and i have set like i have a really close friend of mine for example the whole initial reason of that friendship i is because i wanted to date them they're a cool ass human being and i wanted to date them and i told them that and they're like well i'm straight so we cool just being friends and i'm like hell yeah And we're still friends. They're married. They have four kids on on the way to five. They're happy. They're doing their life. I'm doing my life. It's great. It didn't have to be a thing. We had a conversation about it and we moved on. In this case, there wasn't that conversation. There was an awkwardness where there was hopefulness and that hopefulness never came to fruition. And yet here we are now as adults. And Rachel's like, Hey, I'm going to prove, I'm going to prove this. And then kisses her. And then, then emotions are shared in that moment. And she's like, Oh, wait, 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 wait. I'm, I'm, nope. And I do, I find that, I find that action a very selfish, selfish action. And I do think people have a tendency to do that, especially as young individuals um, have a tendency to be very self-absorbed because they're trying to prove themselves to someone else, which I find is interesting because she's trying to prove herself to Phoebe more than anybody else. Um, And she's go ahead.
1: Oh no! Just what bo- and like I said, what and the, what bothers me is it was set up for laughs. The audience laughs, and the, because it's set up that way, and that's what really bothers me about this particular episode, It's a set up that when she starts denying things, like, oh well, no, I didn't mean it. I was just joking to you, Ha 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 ha. Uh-huh. And she's you see, you're just getting, and you see her trying to get also to get and get the hell out of there, and it's set up for the audience to laugh. Yeah. And that's what bothers me the most about this episode by far is that it's set up as the joke. So she sure. becomes the joke. So that's just me but I wanted to get, I wanted to get a lesbian viewpoint on it. So.
0: I, I don't agree that it was, uh, that it was done well. And I don't think that making a joke of that. did Was it, was it funny to someone out there? Probably. It, that somebody obviously thought that was a funny bit. Uh, do I think they intended to cause harm? No. Uh, that being said, oh yeah, you know, like, so where, like where, like where we, you know, where do you go from a moment like that? It,
1: well, yeah, and here you go from it. a moment that then Phoebe kisses kisses Rachel because oh, she wants yeah. to see because she wants to see what the whole big deal is about, and I love the fact that she kisses Rachel. Walks, comes back, and goes. Eh. Eh. It's okay, you know, and then that's it. There's not this big deal about, you know, I so I love that. So that was, I liked how they ended it because it's showing that, yeah, you know, Phoebe, let's try and see what's going on. I actually love that. So that was fun. So, um,
0: I forgot about, I forgot that happened.
1: Yeah. So that's in that
0: same episode. I thought it was a different episode, but yeah, it did. Anyway.
1: Oh, yeah. So that's, um, and then two episodes later, um, and really, you, you see you, you see this happen the episode before, at the very end of it, but it's a three-parter, but you get to meet Chandler's quote-unquote dad, who, this was in episode 22, mm-hmm. um, whose his, his quote-unquote dad is played by Kathleen Turner, um, <laughs> who is playing um, his dad as a female impersonator. And so at the time, I thought it was a hilarious episode. I I liked this whole thing, the the, the arc was hilarious. Um, I liked that you saw Chandler not wanting to bring his father into his life for the wedding and Monica finally convinces him to do it. so you see all this stuff, and you see Chandler make some decisions, which actually I kind of didn't like what he did with it because it, he was showing how uncomfortable he was with his father and how he needed to have a connection with him. Um, I don't like, even though I thought Kathleen Turner did a great job in the role, I did not like having Kathleen Turner playing the part. Even back then, I did not like that. I I would have much preferred having a male play the part, but I will say having a female playing the part, it made it so there weren't, it didn't give way to the cheap laugh. So I did appreciate that because Kathleen Turner's character was dressed gorgeously, hair done impeccably. Um, I mean, hell, you've got Kathleen Turner and Morgan Fairchild walking down the 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 wedding Nile as your your mom and dad I mean hell what more do you need in life that's that's pretty damn <laughs> yeah, good so but that's kind of where um and at the time they didn't understand none of us did I didn't most people understand the difference between being being gay and being transsexual and Definitely now, if they had this to do again, I'm assuming they would say that Chandler's father was transsexual.
0: Uh, you would hope, especially with Bill picking it up and the possibility of another show or some kind spinning off from it. You would hope that they have not only more diversity, but they would have um, updated terminologies as well.
1: I hope so. Yeah. But I do, I, I thought they overall handled it really well. Um, especially for the time frame, you always if you, but in the time frame, and from the time frame, they handled it great. Yeah, looking back, it did not age ha- well. Yeah, it sure. did not age well. That's just it. And, wow, I love Kathleen Turner. Um, I guess so. Um, whenever, uh, whenever Matthew Perry and Kathleen Turner run into each other, Matthew Perry still calls her dad, which I think is hilarious. So that I do think that, so. That's but. So that's, I will say that they did not in this episode once. They really, I got to give him credit, didn't make jokes about that part of it. As in it when you see Chandler being embarrassed about what his father does, but every child is at some point been embarrassed by what their parent does or doesn't want, you know, so <laughs> I, you know, so that you got to give him. Um, I, so I overall in the end, like this episode, I thought that Kathleen Turner and Morgan Fairchild played well against each other. You got the that you really thought that they were a bitter divorced couple. I was impressed with all of that. What did you think about it?
0: You know, I don't remember much about that episode. Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I, vague, we'll go back I have a vague it. memory of it, yeah. but about this time, you know, we're getting into the later seasons. I'm getting into high school i'm
1: oh god (laughs) (laughs) oh
2: oh,
1: oh, god i need to go take some Tylenol i'm so fucking old Uh,
0: yeah so i you know i'm focused on sports and studying for my exam you know i'm not thinking oh my god i prioritize star trek and xeno warrior princes at this point like i'm i'm working on my own fantasies
1: will not that that right
2: for
1: me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you should at some point watch the episode again. I'd love to yeah, 2 yeah, that, talk about sure. that episode in particular. <laughs> um, and really, then the other one I want to talk about this season uh-huh. um, is uh, oh no, I'm sorry. Then we go into the next season, season yeah. eight, yeah, which uh, so. uh, uh, really these are both. I picked these out. Both of these episodes are. I almost didn't, but I thought, well, they kind of. So we have episode nine, which is the one. It's the one with the rumor, also known as the episode that Brad Pitt guest starred on. <laughs> um, you find out that his character hates Rachel Green, who you know was he is married to in real life, Jennifer Aniston in this time frame, hates her, thinks she's terrible, and they have a I "I Hate Rachel Green" um, club. And they have started a rumor that Rachel Green is a hermaphrodite. And that's the entire reason I want to talk about this episode It's for that right there. Okay. That was the joke. That's why she found out later why people didn't want to be around her while somebody she wanted to date, didn't want to date her anymore. This is the entire reason I want to bring this in. Just for that reason. Any thoughts on that?
0: Uh, again, I, so all right i know you're young you're in high school yeah up until season nine like the whole that whole nanny episode and when that happened after season nine i i stopped watching it and i when we get to that part i'll explain my why for that uh but i didn't watch i didn't watch the last part of seven and the in season eight
1: okay so then the only other episode really to talk about in this season is episode 19. And really, actually, this is a retrospective one where, where it's Joey who is having an interview for Soap Opera Digest. It's when he's, he's on Days of Our Lives. And he's having an interview about his character. And he's got this really um, very sexy magazine cover he's doing. And Ross says, wow, you're looking good. And Joey goes, oh, it's just a little something for my gay audience. So we, at this point, which I thought was actually a very, you know, and that's all. There was no judgment, nothing. You know, it's just, he you always know, says, look, you know, I, I, you know, gay men find me attractive. Yeah. Literally, that's all it was. They, and then they moved on. Um,
0: and I think that's beautiful because it really should that. be, it really should be that way, right? It should just be like, oh yeah, of course, sure.
1: And then really, um. I so let's talk it. So that's if for that for season nine, we can and um, we can talk about it. It's it's the only episode that comes close to anything uh queer related, is the Manny episode. Oh,
0: and I which, got some things to say about that.
1: So I'm gonna let you because this is one that seemed to really speak to you when we talked about doing this episode. I'm gonna let you start, then I'll add in my two cents. On this so
0: for me it's okay for those who who don't know the episode uh it's it's season nine episode six titled the one with the male nanny uh ross and rachel are looking for a nanny right because they got a little one and they're looking for a nanny and and it's a it's an individual who's a male and they're just talking about their passion as it and if you were to replace that with a female saying the same exact things you would have no questions at all be like yes this woman is a great nanny. This woman's going to take care of my child. This woman is going to be awesome. It's great. But it's a man. And Rachel's all for it. Like, yes, I love him. I want him as my nanny. He's great. I mean, he is literally checking every possible box of your must-haves, your wants, and eh, maybe extras if possible. He's checking all of those boxes. But Ross is like, it's a. he's a man. He's like, it's like, no, like a woman, that's a woman's job. It's like saying that a woman could be. And then Rachel's like, yeah. And then he's like, King, like, that's his only, like he's shooting himself yeah. in the foot for a number of reasons. And, and, and for me, it's, it pisses me off a, a little bit. First of all, he asks the question, are you gay? That's a perfectly acceptable question within reason. No, it's not. So if, no, you know no. The, if you know the person and he didn't,
1: he didn't, he was asking an, interv- he an, an, an asshole. interview, yeah. It's a perfectly
0: no. acceptable question if it's someone you know, but if it's somebody you don't know, it's not an acceptable question to ask. Like, what does it matter, right? So, he, but he asked the question and the nanny, he's like, no, I'm not, I'm married in fact. And starts to talk about, you know, his his passions for being a nanny and Ross just can't get past it. And the, see, the, the, the scene ends with him saying, well, you've got to at least be bi. And that's where they leave it. And it just pisses me off for a couple of reasons. One, shouldn't have asked that question. That's that's rude. For a show, okay, you're going for a comedy bit. I can let it slide, sure, fine, whatever. But it's still not appropriate. Uh, the fact that you typecast men, you shame them into certain roles, like, oh, that's a woman's role, not a man's role, is is fucking terrible. So that pissed me off. And then the fact that you still insist Even after the question's been answered, that they have to somehow be queer if they're going to be a a nanny. Oh, you got to at least be bi. It's like, God, wow. So that was my last episode. I I don't, I think I watched like the season finale, like the in, in like 10, you know, like the last couple of episodes. But honestly, I think it was just out of proxy of I was in the environment with other friends and just happened to see it. I was so upset by that toxicity of, of typecasting men, but then also that they added a queer element to it. So it, it really skirted that line of villainizing uh, queer people and, and the fact that queer people can't be in these roles or that or even that men could be in these roles uh, as caretakers. It's just, it's, it, it,
2: it
0: made me mad.
1: <laughs> oh, and it's it. It's a terrible episode, and again, I think it takes away from where Ross first started off in, you know, season one to where he is now. I don't know. I don't know where they decide this, but I think it's because he's such a good actor that oh look, we can make him do any of the stuff, and he's funny doing it. This um, was the time period. This episode almost made me quit watching Friends. Keeping in mind, Holly, that, that I I was doing scheduling where I was at and i was still waiting tables and i worked nights i made sure to schedule myself off thursday nights so i could see this show this is the episode
0: i had thursday nights off yeah. but i was in high school
1: yeah i'm sorry shut the fuck up oh i got you okay, yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah but, that um, came out of your mouth
1: i know so but so this this episode did truly offend me um it was uh, a terrible offensive episode and I will say that in it they show they show Rachel really liking that liking the manny they show mm-hmm. Emma the daughter loving him mm-hmm. they show Joey loving him oh my gosh know? so so they show all these aspects of it and then they have Ross being basically by the end of it they get rid of him because Ross can't handle this guy who has his emotions who can allow to to let people see him sing, a cry, laugh, this bothers him. So by the end of the episode, he convinces Rachel to let him go. Um, Which is another thing that, one of the things that really bothers me is how Rachel loses her backbone. She starts off the very first episode leaving the man she realizes she can't be married to. To by the end of the series, becomes the man that she leaves a great job in Paris, France, working in the fashion industry to stay to with a chance of having a life maybe with the man who they fought on and off for the entire series. So that bothers right. me anyway. But that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about the gay issues, kind of. And this is this is kind of stretching the point. But it, when he asks, "Is, is you gay?" and I'm gonna say, Holly. I admit this is one of the few times I totally disagree with you. You don't even get to ask your friend if they're gay or whatever. It's up to them to tell you. That's fair. my feeling. No, that, that's that no, is, that's fair. Yeah. So I never I, think I, 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 to, to, yeah. for
0: clarification. I would ask a friend if I if the if the situation was open to that, like the conversation maybe has started, or there was like a, an open avenue where maybe they're struggling with their own identity and they and they don't know like and that conversation was safe to ask i would create the safe space to ask the question i wouldn't just blurt out like an asshole, are you gay like because what the fuck does that achieve anyway that's that can be potentially harmful for multiple reasons whether you're right or wrong
1: yeah and for me i would I'd make sure they knew it was a safe space, but that's as far as I'd go. And there's times, I'll admit, where there's been people I've wanted to know. I'm human, I'm very, very curious, but you don't ask those questions. That's just me, so I'm not, you know, each other thing. But mm-hmm. And really then, uh, that was the last episode that any that dealt with any kind of true queer things at all. Season 10 had nothing about... About any queer stuff at all, they had. I mean, they had a couple episodes we didn't talk about. They had the episode where Ross and Joey became nap buddies because they found mm-hmm. that they slept well together. Uh, There's ep- the episode where um, Ross and um, Monica's cousin comes, and she's so attractive that it gives everybody they they're not able to let stay with her because they're afraid that they, they they hit on her, and you even see this happen with Phoebe. So um, there are some episodes that we did not go over. This uh, you can find throughout uh, things talking about that about mainly it seems to be Joey and Ross. You see a lot of things that set up as complete jokes about Joey and Ross um, sleeping together, or uh, when they got stuck. When um, they got stuck out on the roof, there's a part mm. about. There's anyway there's and some very offensive things that we could I'm sure are part of that clip on YouTube that we should put a link to so they could see it because there are some fairly offensive things that happen with Joey and Ross also which is too bad because especially Joey you see him throughout the series as long as people know he's not gay he's fine with it. he doesn't give a shit you know he he I, I he just wants to. And, you know, that's being human, you know, I I prefer the person who goes, hey, awesome. But, you know, that's, he Mm -hmm. wants to make sure people know he's not, but he also fits within his character. What my problem with this whole thing was that Ross started off being fairly open-minded by the end, he became very, very selfish, very prickish, as far as I'm concerned. He was a character, one of my favorite characters at the beginning of the show, by the end, he had just become an asshole. Yeah. So. So I think we're done, don't you? Yeah,
0: I think I think we've nailed this homophobic TV series. Um, I will not say, homophobic. Huh?
1: <laughs> not homophobic, huh? Not homophobic.
0: There I'm are parts pint. of it. There are parts no. of it. Parts of
1: it. Um, no, there are. There are. I just had to. I, I, had I to think do that.
0: that there are a lot of a lot of issues here in the in the queer verse that they they just failed, especially in just the diversity column, as it were in general especially since it's set in a very diverse community Um, definitely
1: so many things
0: sadly it is still on my list of favorite shows it's at the bottom but it's still on the list and it's probably because it's a show i grew up with and you know how it is when you uh you're like yeah somebody oh what's your favorite star wars and they say oh it's 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 six seven eight oh no 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 it's one two three or it depends on how old you were when you're first exposed to star wars and how you, or even star Trek. even you get these diverse, diverse conversations of like what they believe star Trek should, should look like because of when they were introduced to it. So I think that it's just one of those things that was kind of introduced at a very influential point in my life. And I, I do find quite a bit of it funny. I uh, still find quite a bit of it funny, especially the whole couch scene where they're trying to take it up the side of the stairs and you got that whole pivot joke and it just it cracks me up uh so it's still on my list of favorite shows but it's 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 definitely towards the bottom of of such shows um yeah yeah i think we i think we've beaten this dead horse or this horse death yeah Um, yeah
1: it it, the horse is dead the horse is
0: definitely dead and i you know thank you all for joining us for another episode of cornundrum thank you for connecting with us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and letting us know what your thoughts are and topics that you like to hear from, uh, hear about. Uh, We really love hearing from you guys. I mean, this whole point of the podcast is really just to to share our ideas, but ideas that are stirred by our community and, and that's you guys and that's what we're here for. So thank you again for being here and until next time, be well.
1: And be queer, you wonderful motherfuckers. I have to say that is for living Ron. He's one of our favorite followers on Twitter and he's becoming one of my Twitter friends.
0: Yes, thank you beautiful for showing up on Twitter and connecting with us. Until next time, cheers. Thank you for connecting with us on this week's Conundrum.
1: Connect with us on Facebook. Instagram. Twitter.
0: At Conundrum Podcast.
1: And email us at queernundrum at queernundrum.com.
0: And please rate and review us on iTunes. Until then, peace and be well.
1: And be queer.